Hey guys, Jeremy, National Fire Radio from the floor at FDIC 2021 in Indianapolis. We're in the Snaptight hose booth. Snaptight has been a strong uh, supporter of National Fire Radio, our podcast and our content, uh, and they've become good friends. And so today we took a little bit of their real estate to sit down with some friends, some, some old friends and some new friends that we're going to uh, chat with today. But I'm honored to be sitting here today. I have two gentlemen with me that I'm just going to sit back and listen, because uh, I don't have much to bring to this, this conversation today. Uh, I want to introduce to everybody watching and listening, to my left and your right uh, is District Chief Mike Phillips from the Houston Fire Department, 39 years on the line, still going up on roofs and still supporting the brothers and sisters. Mike, thank you for being here. Thank Truly honored to meet you. Uh, and to my right, your left, uh, is a gentleman that probably many know, uh, always smiling, always humble, and loves the job, uh, District Chief Mo Davis, 26 years with the Houston Fire Department. I consider you a dear friend. Yes, sir. Uh, we got to spend some more time together the last few days, and it's just, I'm, I'm spoiled to be able to do that, um, to surround myself with just great people. Mo, uh, you came to me and said, listen, I got an opportunity here, let's do this. Yes. And uh, the reason why is uh, for you having 26 years as a very hands-on active district chief down in Houston, um, mentorship's important to you. It is. And for that, here we are sitting next to your men one of your mentors. Sure is, 100%. I, I could sit here for a week and not tell you how important he is to me. You know, uh, growing up in the department, I worked around good people. I always had good people. You know, you, you look at Chief Phillips, Chief Hooker, you got your Millers, you got these, these guys you wanted to be around. And whenever I was a young guy in the fire department, they sent me to paramedic school. Right. Man, it just heartbroken me because I always wanted to be a fireman. And so then I went to a busy place got to know busy people and then you start hearing about chief phillips you start following him you start you know there's no social media back then right, so right, it's just right. word of mouth yeah you know sure, and it, um so then you know you just fall in love with these guys and then his dad man his dad uh that, that's a whole nother story yeah, we yeah, could yeah. talk about but uh you just you're i was and i and i hope i can put myself in their category i was drawn to those good people and we were talking this morning i would never let this man down I don't care if, if he told me to chew through a door, I'd chew through a door because I would never do anything to let him down. I respect him so much and he'll never even know what he means to me. And I think, I hope I can say this, a lot of my fires are because of people like him and the other guys I mentioned, the hookers and the millers. You know, I put all these guys together and, and I hope to do them proud whenever they leave. It's incredible. Yeah. Chief, I have to ask you, I mean, we met yesterday and this is a, a humbling experience for me to be sitting here today. How? hard is it to sit here and listen to that is it difficult for you to take a that little I mean, bit, the accolades, I, have, right? I have so much respect for mo so I mean, talk he, about he's that. a great guy yeah so let's talk about that i mean you you have a few more years than him on the job he came into the job looking to go stretch lines and fight fires i mean that's yeah. what you wanted to do that's all I wanted hard to hitting firemen all i ever wanted for you that's all you wanted out of your people yeah. And to, to latch on i mean it's so important to find special people that you think emulate your beliefs and thought process and even your tactics and so on. Talk about hearing what Mo just said. I mean, Mo was really just uh, boosted you up here. And this is incredible because for a gentleman like Mo and knowing how active and busy he is and how progressive and proactive he is in the fire service, you had a lot to do with that. Talk to me. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. I just kind of helped guide him a little bit. But he already had that passion, that drive in him. And yeah. that's what it takes. All you do is you want to latch onto that kind of person. And then we became friends instantly. And then from there on, we started sharing ideas and tactics, strategy, things in life. Uh, and then he just wanted to better himself. So I was lucky. Um, my father was in the fire service 48 years. Wow. 
In, in Bro- Houston? Yes. Wow, okay. So, funniest man I've ever met. <laughs> so I heard all the funny things, which, you know, kind of draws you towards the firehouse sure. comedy and all, but he also, he drove seven, diff- seven different deputy chiefs, and they always chose him. Well, there was a reason why, because of his respect level for these men. So even though he could tell the funny stories, he'd also let me know what was important in life, and that's uh, following the legacy of these men. Wow. And uh, sharing the information they have. So I was brought up that way under that regime, and then, you know, you take the best of somebody, and you see the worst of them, too, and you just kind of put that to the side. Of course. So you just try to, you can't be that person. Uh, you just have to take that and ingrain it into your own beliefs and then be as good as you can be. So then I meet Mo, and he's hungry for knowledge, and I'm just kind of spilling out whatever a little bit I know with him, and he's just taking off with it. He's become this great officer that he is today, this for great sure. chief, well-respected, not only in Houston and her district, but, you know, Nationally. nationwide. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me ask you, and I want to get a little bit of your backstory because I do know Mo's backstory and so on. I want to capture a little bit of yours. Being second-generation fireman then, right? Yes. Your father was 48 years in Houston. Um, you came in at a time in Houston where I have to think fire volume was pretty. I mean, you guys are consistently going to work. I mean, Houston's a Houston's a sure. fire town for yeah. sure. Still is. It is. Um, but back then, I have to think it was uh, hopping back then as oh, well. Oh, we were making uh, back then. We were making about forty-two hundred fires a year. Wow. Okay. First came in. Right. And uh, matter of fact, my first day on the job, they were teaching us how to make make up the beds with the hospital corners, military style. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys told me his first day on the job. He says so. Uh, you know how to do this? And I said, no. So he showed me how to make up the beds. And he says, you know, we don't sleep here. I said, I thought we sleep at 9 o'clock at night. He says, you can sleep at 9 o'clock at night, but we make a fire every night. And I thought, I said, I've heard, you know, I've been around firefighters sure. before. Okay. Well, we did. It was probably a month before we ever slept through the night. Is that right? Every night it was something rolling. So it was a good experience. My father wanted me to go there because they were really hardcore, strict officers who ingrained some values in me, the old school values, and showed me. And back then it wasn't about technology, it was about what you know so much. Like today's technology driven. So back then it was about experiences. So they shared those with me and then that's what I want to do. I want to pass it along, give it to whoever I can. Because our fires, you know, throughout the nation, they're declining now. Sure. Not as many, so we have to rely on training and rely on legacy. That backstep training that you got when you came in, I mean, you're, you're coming from a family, a father who uh, was highly respected on the job, uh, worked for probably some of the best chiefs in the, in the department, right? Um, and so on. And, and then for you to step into those shoes, and it, it sounds like your father was a, was a strong mentor for you as well, following Absolutely. in his shoes, which were probably very big shoes to fill. And Mo, Mo knew him yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. oh is that yeah. right? Yeah. Love the guy. So Mo, give me, okay, so, you know, give me a little backstory so on that. that. Yeah, please. I actually don't want to talk about him because um, I love that guy to death. <laughs> so he was, he was assigned downtown and um, quite a bit older. And uh, he drove my chief's brother. They would come out and eat with us. And it was always a pleasure. But he was so humble that he made you feel important. So even, you know, I was just this young guy. And he just opened his arms to me. And made, he would tell me stories and make me laugh. And you know, you're afraid to laugh around these guys. Best story I have, he was giving out reflective tape. We went, we'd go down there just to see him. We didn't need tape. Right. We just wanted to go see him. Just, be around just him. go see Mr. Yeah. Phillips. How right. are you? And uh, so I told him I need something. He goes, how much you need? I said, I don't know, Mr. Phillips. I said, I'm just wrapping up that. And he goes, well, son, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know? And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. But, but he would always welcome you with open arms. Right. 
and he as much as he knew and as much as he's done and all the famous and he didn't he didn't drive chunks he drove the guys right he would he always had time for a guy like me to say hey man and 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 i've told chief philip this before you never went to him in a bad mood that you didn't leave in a great mood he was so unique in making every single person feel important how important is that i mean that is that is all about working for your people absolutely yeah. Right, Chief. Talk about how important that is to. I know Mo. I, I had the ability. I had the fortune with Steve uh, Sanguidoche, who's a dear yep. friend of ours. Uh, affordable Drill Towers. We were together in Texas. We came down. We saw Mo working, and and we spent the day there. And you get this sense of not just that brotherhood and camaraderie, but there's such a high level of respect for the men and women, for the chiefs and the officers, but also from the the officers on down. And too often, I think that's getting lost in this business now more than ever. How important is it for you to latch on to good people that support you and you support them and work for them? Everybody's important. Of course. Everybody has a different role, but everybody's important. So it's a team play. So you have to make sure you include everybody. Don't segregate yourself from the firefighters and drivers and all. You're all on the same team. So make sure everybody knows that they're equally important. And, and I've told Mo one of uh, the first things I told him is never forget where you come from. Yeah. That way you're always humble. I love that. Hey, can I add to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Jump in, please. So it's important. As a, as, a, as a young officer, let me back up when I was a chauffeur. So we took the captain's test. I told him a hundred times, you need to hear this. So <laughs> chiefs go down there to make sure their guys do good. You know, it's kind of a prideful thing. And when you come out, you look for your chief or you look for your captain. Hey, I did well. So my chief, I come out and I said, Chief Hooker goes, how'd you do? I said, I did good. He goes, he goes, what's good? And I'm like, I'm gonna get made in the first go round. So then Chief Phillips was there by him. He says, I've got him. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's getting ready to happen. So he walks me to my car. And from the, from the time we left there to my car, he told me how important it was to never let the guys down that you served with Never let the guys down that you're going to serve with in the future. And never forget where you came from, exactly what he said. I took that to heart. And before I would let him down or let any of the people important to me down, I would, I would die trying. And he doesn't know what it meant to me that day. And then he tells me, because the Houston Fire Department's weird on our promotional exams. We have three months. They give you seven books. You study 12, 14, 16 hours a day. You take time away from your family. And then he told me, he said, get in your truck, go home, spend time with your family. You've been away for three months. He doesn't even know what that meant to me. And I've never let it down. I was lucky. I got to go back to my same district. And I've, I, I hope, I hope I've never forgot that. There is so much wrapped up in what you just said right there. I don't even know where to start. I mean, the fact is, like now more than ever, we need to believe in our people and endorse our people and work for our people. Yes, sir. The higher you get in that chain, the harder you have to work. I think that's getting lost. I think that, uh, you know, we're losing that ability to put others before us. And we've become a little bit more selfish, I think. And for you to say that you would chew through a door for this man, would. you would lay your life down for this man. That's, that is the passion, the compassion and the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie that we need more now more than ever in this job. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Talk about life. He said to go home, kiss your wife, see your kids. Yeah. Right? Spend some time. You took all this time away from your family to promote life you grew up with a father 48 years in the fire service big shoes to fill the life lessons he taught you not even just firefighting but the importance 
in the firehouses, also you grow up, you learn life lessons. You're an 18, 20 year old kid in the firehouse with 50 year old men that can hit nails with their bare hand and put them yeah. through two by fours, right? I mean, you're talking the tough of the tough back then, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. But those life lessons, how important is it, not just in the firehouse to talk about tactics and strategies and all that, but it's also those life lessons of maturing our younger guys and, and girls in the firehouse. Yeah, well, that's what the coffee time's for, sharing ideas, sharing stories. And even if it's a funny story and something happened, there's always some little nugget in there. Of if course. you're listening, that you can pick up and you just tuck it away and you never know when it's going to come out. You know, every day when we go to work, it may be a regular day, but it could be one of those once-in-a-lifetime, life-changing days. And that's where you might need that little piece of information to make it through that day or that moment. Not even maybe for us or our crew member or the victim inside. So all, all the things you have to pick up along the way. So you just have to stay, you know, focused and listen to what they say. Yeah, a dear friend of mine, Chief Thode out of uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, now uh, uh, is now the Chief of Department in Danbury, Connecticut, said to me during one of our uh, back and forths, he said, the firehouse made me a man. Yes. Taught me the life lessons to be a man. Taught me responsibility, right? Taught him, you know, the way of the land. Important, no? It is, 100%. You know, I grew up in a very good family very good family and my mom and dad were so influential in me then you go to the fire department and you have a second family so you take that good foundation that you were given as a kid and if you'll bring it into the fire service and mr phillips was a, was like a dad to all of us you know i'm sure mine and his generational gap but he didn't see it that way so i've got a good dad and a good mom and a good family so i come to this other great family and when you mold that in together yeah. there's nothing you can do but succeed if you fell in the fire service it's your own fault. I love that. You're you're the failure. That's right. Because I promise you there's guys out there that is willing to help you. Ask them questions and they will help you. If you fell in the fire service, you wanted to fail. No no question. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think um, <clears throat> there's so much opportunity. Yes, sir. But you have to know how to take advantage of that opportunity to better yourself. And as you better yourself, you better the others around you. Absolutely. And yeah, go ahead, Chief. And if they, you also have to encourage some of them. They kind of drag behind and they're not as enthusiastic. And it's your job to help pump them up and make them look forward into the future and make sure there's a goal ahead of them. Takes not, work. Not just roll along with the paces. Yeah. And everybody's got their niche in life. Everybody, you know, different ranks, that's what they're good at. Yeah. But you always want to encourage them. Don't just sit still. But if that's what your true passion is, then be the best you can be at it. Fantastic. All right, we're getting deep here. I want to like start telling some stories here. I love it. Mo Davis, hard-hitting backstep fireman, right? You got you got mentors that you're working with, people that are creating values and showing you the lay of the land and teaching you the, the ways that we want you to be, right? Yes, this sir. Is, these are the values, Mo. Go get it. Yep. Influential for sure. Give me some stories. You got you got a couple of war stories here, a couple of funny yeah. stories with with Chief yeah. Phillips, and maybe you know he might have poked you or pushed you a little yeah. bit, or so. Yes. So I'll tell one. I mean, there's some we probably can't tell. Yeah, of course. They're fire-related, but I'll tell you one. There's a picture at Station 34s, and I, and I ride for a good friend of mine up there a lot. And he, he tell you, every time I go there, I take this picture and send to him. So you see this house that's got fire coming out of the concrete slab. So there's one window that's got fire up here, but not here. And all you see is the back of our coach says, Phillips. He's crawling in. This was before VES was popular, I guess. 
Outstanding. He was a senior captain back then. He was crawling in to search that one place that wasn't burning. That one corner. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I told him, I said, Man, you know, that's a famous turn. And he, and he was doing it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I could tell you story, their story. And, you know, I listen to him, you know, and, and they listen. But it, it, in a good side, he's always one step ahead. So whenever he crawled in that window, I promise you, he had four or five plans. Right. But that picture, I love that picture. So I'll take a picture of Cinto and say, guess where I'm at today? That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. What was it like? I mean, I know, you know, you, you latched, you, you, you saw Mo, you saw his passion and drive, and we talked about how important that is to have your internal drive, you know, which pushes you forward. But he had to be a pistol on the line, no? I feed off of guys like him, especially him. I mean, he come, he's uh, full. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the way, full of enthusiasm. So, I mean, were, were you ever a boss? For, did you work for him directly? No. 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 I wish. If we I could, always, if I could we always worked in the hot parts of town. Got so, it. you're going to make fires together. You're going to mingle together. Yeah. And you know who's good and who's not. Um, and usually over there, everybody is. It's pretty solid. Anyhow, sure enough, I meet Mo. I mean, he's making a name for himself bright and early in his career. Tall guy. Probably stands out, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, just point me in the direction where I need to be. I what I like. Loud and proud. Yeah. I love that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, when I was on the rescue truck with this guy named Foster Santos, it's been like 100 years. <laughs> and so, we make Chief Phillips his own overtime. And so, just the respect, you know. And so, we're up in the attic. We're doing some work. And um, he tells me what he, the advice he gives me. He goes, hey, Phillips is here, man. Don't slow down. What does that tell you? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And we just made a fire together um, yeah. two weeks ago. I was uh, crisscross paths across this part of town. It's a three-story apartment building, blowing and going. Fire first, second, third story. And uh, crews are going on scene, but nobody's taking command, which is not how it's supposed to be. Right. Anyhow, Chief Davis rolls right into the middle of that, picks it up. Who's in command? Nobody says, well, I've got it. And right away started putting the pieces together, as he should. Absolutely. He did a great job of because it was pretty chaotic, you know, fires and the towers being set up, crews coming from two sides of the building on multiple floors, trying to make sure. uh, And then we had a slight collapse in it, so now we've got that concern going on. But he did a really great job piecing it together. So I'm riding along en route there. I had a long ETA and listened to it, and I was just – ecstatic i was super proud of him i thought that guy's really got it down yeah yeah yeah. i'm so proud of him yeah i will tell you when we were out there it was fun to listen to him on the radio uh because he's he's you're the the way you are right now the way you were at breakfast this morning at dinner last night you're the same on the fire ground and you're the same on the radio yeah and and that demeanor that that way you present yourself you can hear the uh unconditional support in your voice you could also hear the zinger in there, too, when, when a zinger needs to be oh, yeah. had, right? Yeah. But you're a forward chief. You yes, talk sir. about it a lot. Yeah. You like to be out of the car. I do. You like to be up on the fire. Talk about that, because I have to think that that type of values comes from a chief like Chief It Phillips. does. It A hundred percent. I think, and we, we actually talked about this yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I think a chief needs to be involved. And if, if you get up there and you get involved... You know what's going on. And if a guy tells you something that you train with every day, you work with every day, and you see it in his face, you know it. It ain't going well. You know it. Or if you see the line stop moving, you don't see. Like, if I'm in my car, I can't the three things I always watch. Color the smoke. I watch the roof, make sure it don't fall on the guys. And I want to see the line moving all the time. So then if we got a guy cutting a hole, and I come from a district where we use the fan a lot. People think that's crazy. Right. But but now we cut, we cut a lot of holes. So... I have nothing else better to do than make sure those guys are safe. So when I get that from him, 
because he was he was always that fire we we're talking about the other day. He was on the third floor because there, there was no supervision there other than the captains, and they're busy working. Sure, of course. So then he goes up there and he starts to do it. And I should back up a little bit that that my guys come and said, "Hey man, tell Chief Phillips, man, we wasn't loafing, but that was our third fire that day." I said, "Chief Phillips knows." So they were worried about what he would think of them. And so that was the third fire in a row. And they said, man, we wasn't 100% for you. We're sorry. He said, but let him know that we were trying. So I think if you're a chief and you're involved and you get up there and then the guys respect you, and I think it makes the guys a little bit more aggressive because they know you're going to let them work. If you cut the chains off the of guys like, like I've learned from him, you cut the chains off, they're going to do you good. You let your people work. Yes, sir. And you have a mutual agreement if we ever say back up, it's no more give me two minutes, I got it. They know that you've already let them go past where they want to go. You let them cut holes like they're supposed to. You let them flow big water like they're supposed to. And all this kind of starts putting it back in perspective. And I learned it from him. And I learned it from him like, you know, never ask somebody to do something you wouldn't do. Yep. And so if a young kid comes in and he tells them to cut a hole, well, he's cut 10,000 holes. If he tells you going to do a search, he's drug a lot of people out of burning buildings. And, you know, like it or not, that's our job. Our job is to drag people out of burning buildings. We drag them out, we give them to the EMS, and we go back to work. So he asked somebody to do that. You gotta do it, because he did it. And he's, Chief Phillips, is making it safe for you to do that because he knows what's he unsafe. Knows. He knows. He's been there. He's lived it. Talk to me about that, that culture. Um, it, you just have to train them and believe in, in your crews. And if you don't, you know, it, part, of being, part of being a leader is having it whenever you see that opportunity grasp it make someone better because they're part of your team you don't want to leave them behind or right. work in a silo and obtain all that you want to give it all that like we're doing here today we're just trying yeah. to share whatever we know one of the things we're talking about that fire he made what a lot of uh, young incident commanders they lack or maybe they don't realize is the confidence level you need when you project an order absolutely so it He's got a good reputation, so that, that goes a long ways. He also knows what he's doing. But also at the scene, just like you're saying, I mean, I don't think people realize how big this is, is keeping that calm demeanor about you. If he's, sit, if he's out there in the front yard, not in a house, and he's screaming, well, things are pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so he's supposed to be the calmest, coolest right. dude on the scene, oh. right? If, as long as you project that in a calm manner it, it calms everybody else down inside. The they know yeah. hey he's got my back he's he's got it together outside he's not rattled a bit so that that goes a long ways and i and i listened to him do that the, all night the other night and he's just talking like he is right now so it builds even for me i'm inside and uh i'm not near as harm's way that those guys are but he's doing a great job and i just know yep he's got it together now so you know the scene's getting put together well for sure for sure putting the pieces together so Let's talk about this culture. You, you, I, I wrote it down. I don't make a lot of notes when we do podcasts, but sometimes something's said yeah. and I, it captures my attention. You talked about the fact that your guys wanted you to know and wanted Chief Phillips to know that it was their yeah. third fire of the day. Right. And they might have been going at 95%, not 100. That's right. But they wanted Chief Phillips to know that they were dragging a little bit because they've, they've already got, caught two jobs before that. I got cool chills because this is why. I mean, these are some tush hogs. These guys are workers. And, For sure. And then, yeah, you met them. Oh, yeah. And every single person at that station loves the job. Every single person there wants to make the fires, but at the same time, they want to make other people proud. And just his reputation, and we could throw out some more names. Sure. You know, just like I said before, the Millers, you know, um, 
You you got the Atkinsons. You got you got all of these guys. Ronnie Martins, Chief Chavez. We're not gonna let these guys down. And the guys that I'm fortunate enough to work with, they buy into that philosophy that that we care for these guys, and we're not gonna let these guys down. Because basically, I hope I can say this: I'm a product of them, and I hope these guys are a product of me. Absolutely. And so if that's the case. He'll never know how many people he touched. You know, I told Terry, um, I mean, I'm sorry, um, Jerry Turner one time and uh, Mike Davis, Captain Davis retired. I told him, I said, you will never understand how many lives you touched. And Captain Davis goes, what does that mean? I said, well, because you taught Captain Turner. Captain Turner was influential on me. This guy's in here. I said, it'll go forever. And it goes back to those guys thinking of him. He said, you know, let Chief Mellis know that we were giving him all we had. It's amazing. Yeah, three fires in Texas. Is can high. I can I tell you that I don't think that is commonplace in the American Fire Service anymore. I think that the the culture I saw the I saw that Houston culture firsthand. Yes. I didn't know what to expect. I know Houston is one of the largest departments in the country, mm-hmm. right? Um, you guys do a tremendous amount of firework. Um, I know your house, 68s, is on the go from sunup to sundown. Every day. Uh, I mean, in that, that conversation before about you can make your bed, but you're not sleeping in it, yeah. Yeah. it still happens. You know, there was a, a news article a couple couple weeks ago. A guy said, all them firemen do is lay around and play cards and sleep all the time. <laughs> I've never played a hand of cards, and I promise you I've never slept all night in 26 years. So you're just not going to sleep, and you're not going to play. I, I don't know anybody that plays cards. That, I mean, and, and for me, I, I'm, a, I'm such a strong believer in, in a strong culture. Um, it, it's foundational blocks that get you to where you are. Yes. The buy-in, you have to have, Chief, you've been there now 39 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're coming up on 40 years. That's, that's four decades. That's four generational levels, right? Like, so you see, you know, guys you came on with, their kids, their kids, right? Potentially. Yeah. yeah, I know. It makes me feel old then. <laughs> Not old. Experienced. <laughs> that I no, have. But Chief, what I'm getting at is it's those foundational blocks, the blocks that you came in with your father laying before you, and now you you mortar them up and put your blocks on top, and you, you build this fortified foundation for a culture that promotes their people yeah. and most of all promotes the public. I know for a fact, I know where Mo stands, about he works for the people and he works for his his members, but he serves the public first. Talk to me about that mantra. How important is that to be mission critical for you and your chief decisions on the fire ground and so on? They're our most precious commodity. Uh, we've got our firefighters, their safety is of utmost importance. Of course. We, we are uh, equipped and ready and the citizens are not. They don't have a million dollar fire truck and 35 people on scene to do what we do they're just so they are totally dependent on us we're the police or protectors we're the savers so that's that's what our job is whatever their need is that's what we're going to be there for and that foundation that puts you to that mind thought and then for you to ensure because it's hard to connect sometimes with these with the newer generation it's hard you have to have a firehouse and a fire department that has that strong cultural foundation to make sure that when they come in, they know they're checking life at the door and they've got to be dialed in for that 24. Yes, sir. 100%. We, we can't have a bad day. It's When when we go to work, it's, as sad as it sounds and as morbid as it sounds, when we kiss our family goodbye, we potentially know it can be our last. And, and, I, I, and I said this before, 
that we are the watchers. When people put their babies to bed at night, they know that, that guys like us, and I hope I can say guys like I, I put that, they know they can sleep good at night because we're going to give them 100%. And just like she said, we got thermal imagers, we got air packs, probably the safest piece of equipment on the fire truck, we got gear. They're having the worst day of their life. And the areas of town we worked in, very poor parts of town. And, and they deserve 110%. You know, you know, some people in government write them off. We don't write them off. They're our people, and we're their people. We work for them. If they want to see that fire truck, that's their fire truck. And after, a, and after a fire, we go talk to them, and we tell them we wish we could do more because that's the reason we exist to make. You know, and it's not normal for a mother to give her child up in a time of emergency, but I promise you as a fireman, that mother's going to give you that kid every time. It's amazing. And you tell me, what, what is that? That is firemen are special people. I've never heard it put that way, Chief. That's incredible. What? What? I. All right, we're done here. Like, that, I mean, right? I mean, that's for me. Wow. I mean, how powerful is that? Absolutely. You had something to do with this. You know that. Yeah, uh, that's he did. in him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that passion. Him. That's in him. So listen, this this is a uh, incredible relationship. The fact that uh, you know you have uh, your experience in in your blood that you've been able to put in the 26 years and. And Chief Phillips has got 39, and you're still able to work together. And this friendship is just incredible. Oh, yeah, and, gross. Uh, Continuous yesterday gross. when we talked, you said, I got an opportunity. Can we do this? Because it, it would, yeah. to me, this is so incredibly special. Um, and I know for you, um, it's all about passion. It is. And for that passion to be fueled by uh, Chief Phillips and, and the other names that you mentioned, uh, is instrumental in what you do now nationally speaking. You did a keynote a couple of weeks ago yeah. at Lake of the Ozarks. And I have to tell you, Chief, I mean, I know you said you're a fan too, right? Like, oh, of course. It is, it, he's infectious. He's infectious. Yeah, he's, he's unique. He's uh, unique. Unique. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what we'll your, let him go on that. Yeah. What your dad, uh, <laughs> when you borrowed something, what your dad always tell you about it? Leave, it, leave it in better, better shape than you found it. That's the same with this department. With all your crew members and with this department, we want to leave it better than how we found it. And that's part of what we need to do is, is spread our knowledge. Make sure they're, they're enthusiastic. For him, it's infectious. That, even for me, I get it off of him. I'm driven that way, too. It pumps me back up. Yeah, for sure. And everybody has their little day here and there, and then you need him, and he pumps you back up, so you're good. Something that's sticking in my brain while we're talking is something you said before, how you were cutting cross town and he was starting to call out orders at a fire and you sat back and kind of just grinned a little bit. Oh, right? I was and super just, proud. I thought he's, yeah. he's knocking it down. He's, getting, yeah. he's I doing mean, a that, great job. That to me, as a mentor, I mean, it's, it's great to see the success, that mo the successful career and, and how people um, want to emulate you and work for you and how you work for them. As the mentor, uh, that's incredible, right? Oh, I mean, it's a, a great feeling. You know you've done something really well. And, and it's going to be, he's going to keep taking it on and moving it to the next level. Right, right. And do you, so I have to ask you then, because you're next in line, uh, do you have a few under you that you like to, yeah. to put yourself into? I do. And um, I, I'm an open door to anyone. I'll give anybody a shot, just like she said. Man, well, you come, we're going to help you. And I, I, I consider myself the luckiest guy in the fire service. When I went to District 46, it was some of the best guys in the country. Then I go to 68s. Guess what? They're the, I'll never leave. I'll never leave. And um, anybody 
including our firefighters, could step up in my position today. They're so well trained. I mean, we, we've got these old school, you know, Captain Schroeder, Captain Mario, you know, we got Captain Novicki. These guys have got it together. But the firefighters, the Wally Hayes, you know, the Dustin Grays, they could step right in and take over because they, they have that passion too. And when we get a new rookie, we just kind of stay out of their way. Every once in a while we get to go there and have fun with them, but those guys take it, and that's that's our next level. And I, Are you excited? I, oh, yeah. I, how could I not be? I know. I just, I tell you what, and this is Mo Davis in a nutshell. I want my mom and dad to be proud of me, and I want guys like this to be proud of me. If that happens, I made it, man. Life is good. It's good, you know. I've been fortunate. I've drugged people out of burning buildings. I've, I've got to put out a whole bunch of fires. i got to do a lot of cool stuff. But the bottom line is people I care about, I want them to be proud of me. If they're proud of me, man, that's that's all you can ask. Love it. I never make any money, but I don't care. It's not about the money. Nah. You're Mo. You smile every day. Chief Phillips uh, is sitting next to you. You've been smiling the whole time. It is so fun to be around infectious people that have so much to bring to the table and the love and passion that you both have for the fire service. Even yeah. after many years of being on the front lines in some of the busiest departments and companies. Uh, I have to say, sitting here today is just an absolute honor and treat for me. Well, it's been um, fun sharing stories and talking to you. I think so. And uh, I just, I value, uh, Mo, you and I have become great friends. And, yes, and I sir, value you more than anything. Uh, Chief Phillips, I hope that you and I, this is the beginning of a good friendship. Uh, I really I really do appreciate you taking some time today to sit with me um, and tell some stories. And, uh, and to just really capture that relationship that you two have. I think yeah. that it's so important now more than ever to really pass on the passion and love, the unconditional love that we have for the fire service right. and its relationships and the storytelling like this today that fuels that. So, and for Steve Sanguinotti, Steve is just- Oh man, uh, he's a solid guy, solid guy. I'll tell you, uh, affordable drill towers, Steve Sanguinotti. Steve was the puppet master of putting together um, yeah. incredible minds in this fire service that have become good friends. Yes. And uh, Steve, come in, come in here, come, come over here. Get over here. We'll bring him in real quick. Just, I want you to slide in for a couple minutes because you are a product of Houston as well. And, uh, and I, I want you to just pop in. I, you got to lean in a little bit when you, when you talk. But I, I do want to say this, just a couple minutes real quick. I mean, you had the, you had the, the, uh, the luxury, I don't know, luxury. You, you had the ability to work with these two gentlemen also. Yeah. What was it like to watch these, in, these guys? Because I know your love for the job. You still, you love this job as much as you did when you retired, right? I do, yeah. To work yeah. for chiefs that uh, promoted their people and to push you to be better, how important is that? I, it, it, it's what it's all about. You know, Chief Phillips, Mikey, man. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I could tell you stories, man. Yeah. We can go another hour sure, sure, sure. just talking about him. And uh, going back to the early 90s at uh, Station 34 when he made captain, um, we, weren't, we were on different shifts. But uh, we worked together enough, and, and I felt sorry for the rookies, man, because <laughs> I, I, could, I could tell you some stories, man. And, and not, not just firehouse antics, but on the fire ground. I mean, these guys, they knew within their first fire whether they're going to make it you know, yep. there or not pretty quickly. Yep. And, and they went through a lot of turnout gear, a lot of masks, a lot of helmets. <laughs> You know, and, and they would know real quick if, if they were going to make it or if they were going to go to one of these slow retirement houses. Um, so stand-up guy, I mean, just 
I, I can't say enough about him. And, and, and Mo, I mean, man, it, it's, I mean, there, there's times I listen to Mo, I laugh, I cry. I 100%. mean, the, the passion, man, is just unbelievable with these two guys. So I'm, I'm proud just to be in their company. And, and I, am, I am as well, trust me. Um, and I think we have a duty, Mo, and I challenge you with this, we have a duty to promote what you know. We have a duty to promote the influences that you had yes. and share that on a bigger stage because to better this job means that we're instilling the values and what we want out of our people. And there's a good message here. I agree. And, and what this is today, sitting here and being able to do this for myself, is just, uh, it's probably the highlight of my weekend here. Um, and then the friendships that come out of this is just overwhelming for me. So um, thank you, Steve. Thanks for putting this all together, brother. Always. Like I got dear friend and uh, Chief Phillips, a lot more with you, brother. It was an absolute pleasure to sit with you today and to capture some of your stories. And uh, I'm sure we could go on for hours and hours. <laughs> Easily, I, I know Easily yeah. Um, but uh, we, we may have to go back to the principal's office if so. <laughs> that is funny. You guys, the one thing you did say before we wrap is how you guys used to see each other all the time at the principal's office. Oh, yeah. Like-minded people, I get it. You guys support one another. And whether it's at the principal's office or on the fire ground, you do the right thing. Fight back to back. Love it. That's it. Mo, thank you, brother. Hey, thank thanks you, brother. For, I appreciate it. Thanks for putting it. this together. And uh, for everybody watching and tuning in, thank you. Um, find some like-minded people in this industry. It might not be in your own department. It might not be in your own state. But you want to seek out people that will better you. I think that's the message today. Mentorship is important and, uh, and love the job. So for Jeremy and the team at National Fire Radio here at FDIC 2021 in the Snap Tight Hose booth, um, to my friends at SnapTight, thank you for allowing us to, to squat for a little bit here and, and take up some real estate uh, at the show. Great but it's just been an absolute honor and, and very good people to work with, and uh, they've become good friends. So thanks, for everybody, for tuning in from FDIC 2021. We'll see you at the next one. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks.